Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 52. Stephen. Yes. On your travels, have you ever been to Prague? No. Anywhere near Prague? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, so today we are going somewhere near Prague, but I can't tell you where. It's not that it's a secret, I just don't know where it is. Uh, we crack on? Crack on. When looking to build one's castle, several factors are taken into account. Location, because you wouldn't want to build somewhere inaccessible, unless you're really into your alone time. Fortification, because when you build it, well, you wouldn't want anyone to take it now, would you? Near a water source, coastal would be nice, but you can't drink that, and I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a fish. But beside a large lake or river will do. You need to be close to a water source to survive and grow. But most importantly, well, for me at least, architecture. Because if you're going to go so far as to build a castle and not just a big old house, we assume you have the money. Plus, you don't want an average-looking castle. At the very least, you will want one bigger and better than your rival. Well, Huska Castle is none of these things. Constructed in the 13th century, about 50 kilometres from Prague, it was not built in a good location. There was no trading route that came anywhere near it. The forest surrounding it was madness. It was thick and covered with swamps. The castle had no kitchen and was built nowhere near a water source, but it did have a cistern for collecting rainwater. It had no external fortifications. In fact, the only fortifications in the entire castle seemed to be on the inside courtyard. A large number of external windows were fake, but this suited just fine because for a lot of the castle's existence, it hadn't even been occupied. So why build it at all? Well, that's where the story gets a little wild. Huska Castle is said to be built on top of a gateway to hell. Before the castle was built, there was a bottomless pit on top of a cliff. Some would say folklore had a big part to play in the history before the castle, but no one knew how the hole got there, so, of course, everyone had a story. In the village below, people claimed winged demonic creatures would crawl out from the pit at night, terrorise anyone they came in contact with, and drag villagers back into the pit with them. So it would seem that the fortifications being built on the inside of the castle, rather than the outside, was to prevent anything from getting out, not in. The pit was used while the castle was being built to pardon prisoners awaiting execution. If they agreed to be lowered into the pit and report what they saw, they'd be free. Legend has it that one young man agreed to be lowered into the pit. I mean, can you blame him? If it meant he wouldn't die, I'm sure he was more than willing. Heck, I'd do it for the right colour Pringles. Now, when I first read this story, I thought to myself, either he was the first to try it or anyone who tried it before him never spoke about their experience because... I imagine if the prisoners knew what lay ahead, freedom or not, they would not have volunteered. Sure, being lowered by guards who have little or no regard for your life is a daunting thought, suspended over seemingly nothing. But the legend goes that when they lowered the prisoner, he was only just about out of sight before a blood-curdling scream could be heard echoing from the hole. 
He begged and pleaded to be brought back up, and when the guards hoisted him back to safety, the damage seemed to be done. His youthful complexion was gone. He aged more than 30 years and his hair had turned grey. When asked what he saw, he spoke of half-human, half-beast-like creatures. He is said to have passed away from unknown causes only two days later. Turns out, he was the first, and the only, because after this incident, the other prisoners refused to be lowered into the pit. A chapel was built immediately, right above the supposed entrance to the bottomless pit, with some sources stating that the reigning monarch at the time heard of what had happened and added his own resources to the building in hope that it would seal off the hole and keep all evil at bay. But only just, for some have described hearing a chorus of screams and the scratching of claws coming from beneath their feet while they stood in the chapel. This does explain the castle being fortified from the inside out. Around the 14th century, Legends of beasts and otherworldly creatures began to fade away almost completely until an unknown artist added demonic frescoes to the chapel. While occasional reports of scratching sounds under the chapel floor faded over time, the legends remained. Does this story sound a little too far-fetched or too folkloric to you? Of course it does, because our brains try to rationalise the things that scare us. According to tales, during the Thirty Years' War, a Swedish officer who became obsessed with the legends of Huska Castle was killed by a local hunter when rumours spread that the officer was performing black magic rituals in the castle chapel. In the 16th century, the internal defensive walls were torn down and the castle was rebuilt in a Renaissance style, so the myths around Huska Castle again went silent. Until around the 1830s, when a poet named Karel Heinek Maka stayed at the castle reporting back to a friend that he saw demons in his nightmares. Although literary scholars later on discredited the letter as fake. The next time things in the castle got a whole other level of scary was during World War II when the castle fell into the hands of the Nazis. It was no secret that they were drawn to this location because of its sinister history and what the castle was seemingly trying to contain. It's believed that one of the reasons they chose the castle was to perform inhumane experiments in an attempt to harness the evil power that the castle was trying to contain for themselves. However, any record of the experiments were destroyed before the war ended, but not before leaving their prisoners at war with the memories. Separating fact from fiction is important, but even if you take away all the demons and the prisoners aging, the castle has seen a different type of hell. So if stories of demons and aging prisoners keeps the history alive, we can try to ensure that it doesn't repeat itself. I know that was really short, but what did you think of that story? That was interesting. Yeah. That was very interesting, yeah. It's really creepy though, isn't it? It's a little bit creepy. Um, because there's so many there's so many beautiful castles anywhere in the vicinity mm. of Prague. But it doesn't really fall on any internet searches of romantic mm. places to stay. Um but if I showed you a picture of it, you wouldn't assume it was a castle, only it's up really, really high. Like it's on the top of a hill. It has a huge forest around it. Even today, it's really difficult to get to it. And I was watching some stuff on YouTube and there was 
the ghost hunters now i don't know if that's an actual name of an association so if i say it and it's, it is i'm sorry but there was a ghost hunter and his crew were there and they met up with the guy and this is how you know all this stuff is recorded beforehand because i know from reading somebody who's actually been to the castle it's a couple of you know it's a good few meters of a hike up a hill to get to this place you cannot drive up to the door so they all rock up and they meet this guy in the courtyard and i'm like not one of those men is out of breath not one of those men has like mm. a camera on their back or anything but um seemingly the cars that can get close to it tend to drive straight past it because apparently cars that stop or stall on the hill can't start again there's something in the area or there's i don't know there's like demand. how high is it it's pretty high i'll show you a picture is of it, it really is it the um altitude the altitude yeah you're gonna see this and you're gonna think it doesn't look like anything scary at all okay these are really bad pictures of the not scariness of it um the inside has some pretty freaky frescoes there's like pictures and stuff that are quite scary um but the one i wanted to show you was this like only for it's up on this big hill and it's it's in the the square shape that most castles are usually built it doesn't look like a castle it just looks like a really big manor house hmm but there's loads yeah. of windows on the outside that aren't is real. That the, is that the courtyard in the centre there? This is it. Well, that's that's the courtyard. That's not um, where the chapel was built. The chapel was built seemingly over the big hole. And What's all that? Think, that looks like a big hole. The middle... This? Yeah. This is where I think they said that they found three Nazi prisoners um, that were apparently killed by their own people. But I don't know if it was an experiment that went wrong or there's it's it's very hazy with the history that's why this story is so short i thought it was really really interesting because you know portal to hell who doesn't want to tell a story about that yeah but there's not a whole lot of facts that i can pick up other than the physical building itself um it kind of feels like it was made to look like a castle with all its beautiful windows and you know it's got some arches and stuff like that and then it's it's lovely design but it, it wasn't made to be lived in there was no kitchen there was no water source there was nothing there was nothing nearby for it to be somewhere that they could build and, and expand a kingdom was it like a monk's place where they just they didn't eat they had one grape a, a month <laughs> no you would think that but no it had absolutely no purpose whatsoever that's why I was saying the location was not what you would choose for a castle the fortification did not exist in fact it left itself very very vulnerable um, but nobody actually lived in it like the cistern that captured the rainwater was just yeah. so that people who were actually coming to you know check on the building and make sure nothing had escaped it was just a case of them if they were there for a couple of hours they could get a sip of water but that was it that was all there was in it and I think that freaks me out even more because like why, why would you build this big castle for nothing and, and then I start reading more into the story and I was like oh okay it's not to stop people from coming into your castle it's to stop the things from getting out yeah. and I'm not okay with that because the way I see it is I'm all for ghosts and you know poltergeists are angry spirits and I understand that but the difference between a demon and even a poltergeist is demons never walked the earth before they are not earthbound creatures they're not humans that passed away or you know dogs because there's dog ghosts but they're not they've never walked the earth before so all they are is just pure evil um and like you see like Disney cartoons and they're not too far off the depictions that you see in like the the frescoes and the pictures that they have in this castle. What's a fresco? 
so it is when you paint directly onto plaster so not um like a canvas or paper it's oh yeah so like, like the sistine the, chapel yeah would be. or is it the michelangelo one where i think that's the sistine one yeah yeah so he paints the ceiling our two friends who just yeah. got married in italy are spinning there go oh, i'm sorry you don't know who where did michelangelo paint the um, ceiling that's where he painted <laughs> I, um, I was thinking of it was like it was outside painting like al fresco like, like eat eating? outside yeah <laughs> no. you could paint while you're outside paint and the banana eat outside and... yeah and then eat the banana yeah and i yeah. think that would work um i know that there was very little in that but do you, do you think you have any characters for what particular role? That's just it, though. Um, I don't know. Maybe focus on the guy who got lowered yeah. and one or two guards. And then, I don't know, pick a really evil character who could be like the demonic lord of the pit. I don't know. Um, I've given you nothing to work with no, and I, I want think, a full cast. Oh, uh, well, I, I, well, let's find someone for the guy who got lowered into the pit. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can he was quite young seemingly and it is really sad though because back then like you know from like Aladdin you lose your hand if you steal an apple kind of thing back then you could be sentenced to death for god knows what and it was during a very tumultuous time in the country where like if religion wasn't a factor god only knows what anybody would have even thought about but um if you were like if you denounced the church or if you were you know caught holding someone's hand and it turned out you weren't willing to marry them like there's a number of different reasons you could be sentenced to death and then they give you this opportunity and you're like okay cool it just means i'm not going to die i'll totally do it it's so sad it's really sad so one character we'll go back to stranger things for billy hargrove oh very good sorry let me say that again for the, i think it's pronounced dacra montgomery who plays billy hargrove that so, sounds irish dacra yeah, yeah. I don't think it's Dacra. Or pronounced Dacra. It's probably something like that. But you know how, it could be like Dessery yeah. or something. So <laughs> he, he doesn't particularly start out as a good guy in this, but he, he gets... Redeemed. He redeems himself uh, in the he, end. Well, he gets dead, so everybody loves a dead guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he played a character But do you well. know what? No, he does, because he doesn't give up uh, Eleven. That's why the thing killed him, because it wouldn't bring he wouldn't bring Eleven to it. So ah, he okay. redeems himself in the end. Good on you. Um, I know. Sorry, I, I, I was more Does interested the, in the in the in the castle part. I, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna have any characters here. Um, but again, that's the history yeah. part of it. There's tons on on in the links that I'm gonna include. But um, I did fall down a rabbit hole. Let's hear it. It's very relevant, so I do apologize. But we're gonna do this as like. Did a you just say I, it's very relevant, so I apologize? Yeah, because you like it when I go off on a tangent. Ah. Um, so I actually looked up other places that have um seemingly got like a doorway to hell or you know a location uh the first one there that i noticed was stull cemetery correct me if i'm wrong i think it's stull and that's in kansas um that's gained notorious reputation for satanic and occult and paranormal activity legend goes that the devil himself appears to this location and that the cemetery is a one-way gateway to hell now please tell me how many devils are there because Either that or like either there's more than one devil or he's got frequent fire mice. How many gods are there? Okay, we're moving on. So the next one there is Satan's Hollow, Blue Ash, Ohio. Uh, in the woods of Blue Ash, Ohio, there is supposedly a portal to hell that has become known as Satan's Hallows to the locals. I mean, imagine if you were giving directions to somebody. Oh, you're yeah, looking to go to... We've gone to the gates of hell and gone to the <laughs> The next one there is the Seven Gates of Hell in Hellum. 
I think, or Hallam, Pennsylvania. This one really freaked me out. I actually didn't cover too much on it because I do want to do an episode on this. Uh, Hallam, Pennsylvania is said to be the home of the Seven Gates of Hell, which are located in a wooded area off Trout Run Road. There's several legends around the origin of this gateway. According to one, an insane asylum once stood on the land, but it burnt to the ground and allowed the inmates to escape. However, the asylum was surrounded by seven gates that trapped the inmates in a fiery cage where they then burnt to death. That's not good for you. No, definitely not. Uh, I, I definitely want to cover that one. I think that one's really, really cool. Freaky, but really cool. The next one there is Black Prince Distillery, Clifton, New Jersey. Not what I was expecting at all, but basically the drains behind the Black Prince Distillery on Clift in Clifton, New Jersey, look normal enough until you climb inside. Why are people climbing inside? No. Uh, satanic graffiti and murals adorn the walls. Totally normal, that's expected. But then it says here that the drains go on for hundreds of feet beneath the ground. They're layered several times like the circles of hell and the drains are also home to the remains of bones and rotting corpses from alleged satanic sacrifices new jersey what you doing Mike? and then the last one here uh, is saint patrick's purgatory uh loch derg in ireland saint patrick's purgatory a monastery on station island aka loch derg uh, sits on a portal to hell in the middle of the small lake in Ireland. According to the story, Jesus showed St. Patrick a cave on the island in which he could see visions of the punishments administered in the dark underworld of hell. Jesus told St. Patrick that this should allow him to offer proof of Christian afterlife or the Christian afterlife to any of his wavering followers. Because who doesn't want a visual show of proof? Why didn't God just go... Let's go meet your, your buddies in the pub and then prove I exist. I know, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm so, I understand, but surely Jesus is a bit busy. But that was the that was the rabbit hole I fell down this week. That was great. No, it wasn't. It was horrible. Was, none of those, horrible. none of those things helped me sleep well. Uh, we finished up there? Say a word. Perfect. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions on today's or any other episodes, feel free to DM us on our Instagram. It's what's the story ghost. If you have any personal stories you would like to share, our email is what's the story ghost at gmail.com. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. I'm doing the song we put the kids to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was really creepy.